you. This is 767 Podcast. You will be joined into the podcast discussion, which includes reflections from 2020 and where God is leading us as we enter 2021. The whole thing was that to understand that Dana was not over there in that casket. Dana was gone. Dana's soul and everything that made Dana Dana was already gone to heaven. And that what was remaining was that dead body that we were getting ready to take up to the cemetery and bury. But the soul, the soul is what made her Dana. Her goodness, her integrity, her uh, creativity, and all of that stuff that's in here, that's already gone. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm monopolizing the conversation. No, Should we... I- this is what I wanted to 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 have. Well, I so, hope you captured it um, because I don't know it anymore. So anyway, we were. That's kind of what I was looking at with the the year of impartation and what was going the knowledge and the seeking of the knowledge and the reading of the Bible and trying to. Uh, I feel that if we read the Bible more, that's when we're going to start seeing that impartation of the knowledge that he wants to share with us because we're seeking him right so i find it um i guess important moving into this new year that that's what we need to be doing is reading it's Mm -hmm. very important and and meditating on the word what it say day and night Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and not only that but there's a passage that tells us that and I thought about that today when I was on the computer and the message came up. I couldn't get to my site. It said, what did it say? Can't be reached or something. Can't be reached. Can't be reached. And we don't want the day to come because the Bible said to seek the Lord while he may be, be found. found. Mm-hmm. He's not always going to be available to us. That's why you have to seek him and accept him as your savior uh, while he's calling for you and and you answer that call because the day will come when he says, I can't be reached. At the, the time, the door was open from here to here and I said, seek me. I said, uh, uh, Claim me as your savior. I said, give your life to me. And I said, all of this stuff. And you ignored me. You ignored me. So the time came, and I had to leave. So now, when you try to seek me past the time when I can be found, you're going to get a message that says, I can't be reached. I thought that was very profound when I saw it on her thing. It said, can't be reached. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. We're almost at that point where we're going to go to seek him. And it's going to say, can't be reached. It's too late. That's what it's going to say. It's too late. Hallelujah. To the land. So I was uh, thinking that we would look at the Lord's Prayer. I was going to read the Lord's Prayer and come across some of the things, and then we can kind of just talk about. We're not being recorded now. So, um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and read that and then what I feel about it and what you feel about it, we're just going to jump in and just talk about the Lord's Prayer because I feel like that is something that we need to focus on in 2021 as well. So it starts, Taylor, do you want to read the Lord's Prayer or do you want me to? You can read it, I don't have it. Oh, well it says, Our Father who art in heaven. So when we start with that, that tells us who he is, first of all. Right. Who is he? He's our father. He's our creator of all things. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's right. Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed, tells you where he is. Tells us where he is in heaven. Hallowed or holy be thy name. Holy. Holy. She's holy. Holy be he thy name. He is holy. Yes. Everything's not acceptable to him because he is holy. And he wants us to be holy. Go ahead. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Bringing the kingdom here where he is. Thy kingdom. Think about that. Thy kingdom come. His kingdom. His heavenly kingdom. And all of his righteousness. Coming here. On earth. On earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Give us this day uh-huh. our daily bread. He's our provider. Go ahead. And forgive us our trespasses wow. as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. That's a mouthful. And I think that 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 prayer, that particular prayer, more than any other prayer, it is so important, so critical, so crucial in these day and time. If we don't know any other prayer, we need to learn that prayer. Yes. Amen. And I, I think when I was reading it, it was just talking about how his kingdom is going to be established here on earth. Uh-huh. And um, now we need to kind of figure out what our role is going to be in the kingdom. Our role so, in the kingdom. So when we're looking at our role, I think that when we were talking about imparting wisdom and reading the Bible, that we can get kind of clarity on what our role is going to be because I feel like in 2021 he's going to be establishing his order in his kingdom here on earth I think that's what 2021 is about absolutely we need to uh, seek and and kind of get that impartation or that knowledge and seek what he's asking us to do so we know what our role is going to be in 2021 as he is going to I think start establishing if he's already been establishing it but I think we're going to need to figure out what our roles are going to be in establishing he knows what our roles are we need to seek we need we need to find out what our roles are going to be in establishing this kingdom here Um, and on that note what is what do you see your role what is my role what is your role in establishing the kingdom. What do you feel God is calling you to? to well, 
Go ahead. I, I think it, for me personally, just to, um, to be singing and to be reaching people through these podcasts and trying to um, whatever he's giving me to share it with others so that I can try to win as many souls as I can through what I'm being given and through the, the different podcasts. And I think really that sometimes even through song and some of the different songs that I'm learning and trying to sing that they can touch people um, and make them even want to seek. Um, so that's what I think. I think that the, the songs that I'm being given to, uh, to try to incorporate in these uh, mini pods and um, that's what I think my role is. To in, in my role in trying to win more souls. I think that that's everybody's goal is to try to help to win more souls for the kingdom. But I think that that's my piece of it. Amen. Cameron, what do you see your role as being? Um, I don't remember how long ago this was um, or whether or not this was prophetically told to me or if this was something that I had just heard myself, but I heard myself as a gap bridger, as somebody to bridge the gap between, uh, you know, the seasoned saints and the young um, from those maybe that were cast out of the church for whatever reason um, and for those who are in the church currently um, and just to bring a whole new set of people to God that have felt like they haven't been able to to come to church you know we talk a whole lot about people you know seeking God but there's a lot of people who've done wrong who may feel like they can't come to church I, you know and I mentioned this um, in another podcast that I had done um, where I talked about how, you know, there's a whole lot of, at least in my generation, who, you know, friends of mine who have said, you know, I don't know if I'll be, a, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go to church. I don't know if I'm going to do that stuff because I feel like I've just done too much for me not to go ahead and, you know, come. And I think it's important to understand that, number one, God says to come as you are. And God also um, wants everyone. Everybody is his child. And so he wants every single one of us to come. And if you repent, you are washed free of your sins. Um, and so that's something that is that I feel I can do, you know, not only with just the fact that, you know, I can go ahead and, you know, I can talk to different generations, but I can also, you know, go ahead and understand what everybody's going through. Um, and that's something that I feel like God has as much as I feel like before it used to be something that I kind of looked down upon because I would always be like, you know, why in the world am I going through certain things? But, you know, in you know, hindsight was 2020. Um, I would, you know, I can understand that it's that me going through a lot of these things isn't for myself, isn't because of myself, but it's because it needs to touch somebody else, you know. Um, and that's what I've been telling a lot of people or a lot of my friends rather that, you know, look at your situation, not from the eyes of, you know, something that happened to you. But look at the stories, look at the testimony that you can tell um, from that test or from that situation that you've gone through. Um, and so I think, you know, just in closing that. My, my role in the church um, is to be a gap bridger. Amen, amen. And, 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 and you just said it too, it, it's about our testimonies. Mm -hmm. It's establishing our testimonies. I just see a whole lot of, you know, when I'm just sitting here listening and I'm listening to what you guys are saying, I just continue to hear like the lost generation and people being lost because even in my walk, you know, I have I have felt so lost 
and felt this like disconnect between me and God. Um, and it's, it's important because when I'm talking to you guys, I'm listening and I'm like, you know, why don't I seem to, why don't I seem to be as enthusiastic or why am I seeming to miss some of the things that you guys are saying? Why am I not on the same level or something that you guys are on? And I think it's important to, to understand that our walk with God is our walk with God. And the fact that, you know, I'm acknowledging him and I'm talking about him and I'm continuing to, uh, to pray is a step in that direction. And, you know, for people to understand that you don't have to be, you know, or don't have to come into the church 100%, you know, in it and, you know, do that. But to, to continue to, to make that effort to be with God, to continue to, to even start with just, you know, fixing some things that you feel aren't right in life. And I mentioned that before. Um, but just starting with that and showing God that you're trying and you're making that effort because he sees your heart. So he knows where your heart is at. Can't so it doesn't me. matter what, you know, what is going on. What situations have come across you? What obstacles you're going through? Um, he knows your heart, and if your heart's in the right place, then then you know where you need to go. Amen. Amen. Taylor. Taylor. Um, I don't know really what my role is yet, but I know it won't be in the church. I know I've been told that it won't be necessarily in the church. It'll be like helping and teaching and prophesying to people outside of the church that are trying to find God but can't or they're not doing it for the right reasons like I have a friend and uh, she was talking to me and she was telling me how you know she goes to church because of her parents but she doesn't like the church she goes to it's not the church for her and and I can see that she wants to you know be with God but she doesn't know how to and so she's like you know she's not there but she I feel like she wants to be mm. I'll say right now that I'm being told that Taylor's going to be a healer that's what I hear mm. I hear that that's where that's where her direction is over anything and it matches it matches right along with you know because you don't necessarily need to be church based to be a healer you know the the church is only that all you know the church is not just the four walls um and you know that that you take on this role of almost this disciple um and going around and and you know i just feel like that's where that's where taylor is going to be let me just say that um uh, taylor i i believe taylor and and you too uh cameron have tapped into uh what god has been trying to show us that he is establishing the new church that the church that does not stay inside of the building but it goes out and seeks those that are lost mm -hmm. and spends time with those that are lost and speaks words of encouragement and healing and deliverance and that's what Jesus did Jesus didn't put on a suit and go and sit in church every Sunday. Exactly. Well, he kicked he, us out of church in 2020. He <laughs> kicked us out because he didn't like the church that we had going on. Right. So he shut the church down. Yeah. And what did he do? He sent us to the internet. He yeah. sent us to the street. He sent us everywhere, but he didn't let us stay inside of that building. That's the problem. That's the new church. Yeah. That's the new church. And mm -hmm. that's where he's trying to get us to go. Because he says, I think it's, uh, I think it's Matthew 
28 and 19. I think that's, isn't that the Great Commission? Go ye therefore. Taylor, can you pull that up, please? I think it's Matthew 28 and 19. I think that's the Great Commission where he tells us, Go! Go ye therefore. Go over there. Yeah. Go, go over there. What does it say? It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even the end of the age. Amen. Amen. That was the, the commandment. He didn't say, Go sit in the church, serve communion, go sit in the church. Have missionary day, deacon's day, <laughs> this day and that day, children's day, and put on a play and do this and do that. He didn't say that. He said go. And like, that and that's the new church. I feel like I learned this year because like I feel like before when I was going to church it was church and then you're out, go do what you want. Right. And then I feel like I just got into that and 2020 taught me that you know it doesn't have to necessarily end mm -hmm. when you get out of the four I feel like a lot of people think as soon as you get out of church you're back to doing what you were doing before but then you go back into church and you know you can't act this way you can't do this you can't do this because now you're in church and I feel like church got lost in that mm-hmm I mean, and, and something was trying to keep me from, from saying this, but I think it needs to be said in the fact that, that church has almost become this glamour thing. You go to church, you got to drive the nice car, you got to look the part, you got to sit there. It's got to be all these type of people that, that put on this front. And then, you know, when you when, you know, when we sit in this church and we're talking about how we need to, to get to the masses and do that, but we won't let somebody who may have been homeless or may smell bad, you know, for whatever, you know, you know people want to put whatever stipulation they want to put on that. But the, you know, my whole thing is, is that those are the type of people that God wants. You know, as you said, Jesus never was the type of person to go and hang out with the it crowd. He was never with the priests. He was never with the, um, with the, you know, high priests is, is what they're called. But he, um, he was never with those. He was the type of person to go out and get those people who needed help. If you look at, you know, just the, the way that he's done um, or kind of ran, ran that, I guess I... Just lost lost my train of thought there, but you know, just the way that that uh, that Jesus kind of went went on. You know, he never carried himself with pride. He never carried himself with this this notion of I'm the I'm the best. I'm this type of person. He was a type of person to get down and and help those who needed it. Um, mm -hmm. I I keep being reminded of the uh, the woman who um, I I don't remember exactly what had happened, but I just remember the woman who had traveled so far. To get to to get to Jesus, get the issue of blood. yep, and then he touched her. I mean, and she touched him, and he just turned down and looked down at her, um, not in a not in a way of um, you know way of you know bad, but just kind of looking at her and just just felt it. He felt that presence, um, and you just see this person who I mean, or or God that just is so selfless, so reachable, re touchable. yeah, reachable, um, so yeah, yeah. And, and I think we have to get to the place like that woman that uh, has a need so great that we're willing to go to great lengths to get 
to Jesus. She knew where the help was. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that she had spent all her money and she had gone to so many doctors and no one had been able to help her. But she knew that if she got to Jesus, that she would be made whole. And that's where the faith comes in mm -hmm. because she had the faith to believe that. Yeah. And that's part of the healing. But Jesus said, I felt virtue go out of me. When somebody touched me, I felt healing go out of me. Mm -hmm. And she was healed. But that's why we need that faith. Yeah. She knew that she knew that she knew what she needed to do. And I think that this year has, has taught us about the fact that, you know, sometimes God will put us in what seems like the worst position because it took so many different tries to get us to where he wants us. And I feel like that's something that I was just thinking about. And it's like, you know, because sometimes we'll wonder, okay, well, if God wanted to reach me, you know, why in the world did such and such have to happen? But, you know, in my, I'll say for my case, you know, reading the Bible, that was something that I've been told so many different times to do. And I never seemed to get it, but it took, you know, so many different people to try to, to, to encourage me and tell me, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And hearing it from like YouTube, hearing it on the radio, hearing it from, uh, from you guys and hearing it from um, just um, other people that it's like, you know what, I, I have no other choice than to put you in a situation that's going to make you have to do that exactly and you know that if that's any example of 2020 I think that's the best one because I think that a lot of people including myself sometimes are like you know if God is so nice and you know God cares why in the world does this stuff happen but maybe it's not you know supposed to happen in the way um, that you think or you know is God you know that God's not trying to punish you or God's not trying to put anything upon you but what he's trying to do is bring you and bring you at your raw state and bring you to where you can come to him um, and so that, you know, and so that you can do that. And if you feel that, you know, you're not listening to him or you're not, you're not putting in the effort and you, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, of course, there's going to be a point where God's just going to be like, you know what? I care about you. I want you and just snatch you. And if it, and if it means that it's, you're in a bad situation, that means you're in a bad situation. You know, that, that, that that's just the, the way that I think about it. Cause I'm like, there's no other you know, real good explanation um, for kind of the other way, you know, for all these, the other situations that just happen. I think that that's just the biggest thing that, that comes to my mind is just God having to, to resort to the last, the last thing to try to get you to, um, to come with him because yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't want to see anybody in hell. I yeah. saw this like mm -hmm. video I was, and this girl was talking about like how, like, why do people always like, they're always like, you know, if God's real, why am I going through situations? Or like, why am I? And she said in the video, it was because God doesn't care about your comfort, but your character. Mm. And, Good. I thought, and I thought that was really interesting because you go through issues so that he can build your character, not yeah. so that you're sitting there comfortable because nothing in life is ever going to be comfortable mm -hmm. if it's worth like going out for. Mm -hmm. So, Amen. Go ahead. What are you going to oh, say? No, I was just looking at um, one of these scriptures and we were talking about um, establishing it. Um, when we were reading the Lord's Prayer and talking about his kingdom being established here on earth. Um, and I think that as we seek, and we were talking about impartation, as we seek, I think that this scripture, it spoke to me when I read it. So it was um, 2 Corinthians 3, and I believe it's 18. 
says, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So with me, I just think that we are, the more we seek and the more we're being imparted into and the more he's establishing his kingdom here, we are being transformed into his likeness now. And I think that that, just scripture just spoke to me in in regards to just the uh, the whole yeah. season that we're in in this establishment establishing the the uh, kingdom here and what our purpose is going to be um, and I that's the scripture just spoke to me. Um, yes, and and that speaks to uh, what Taylor was saying about that comfort zone. If we stay in a comfort zone all the time we're never going to get transformed oh, yeah. because we're, we're just we're comfortable exactly so we're just in a state uh, of comfort and and uh laziness because uh we don't want to be we don't want the boat to be rocked mm -hmm. but as soon as the boat starts to rock mm -hmm. then we have to do something takes us out of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. And some of those things are going to be crying out to God, praying and uh, praising and reading the word. So like uh, your mom was saying, being transformed into mm -hmm. his image. We're not going to learn to be humble until we get broken. And we're not going to learn to be grateful until we start to lose stuff and and realize what we had and what uh you know how good God has been and that's the thing that we need to start taking away from the year 2020 is that yeah we went through some hard times things got rough things got bad I mean, so much sickness, so much pain, so much disappointment, heartache, uh, everything was happening in 2020. But the good part of it is he kept us. He kept us in the midst of those things. It could have been worse. He could have taken us out of here. It could have been so much worse. But we need to be, and I think that's one of the things he's trying to, teach us is gratitude be thankful be grateful mm -hmm. and, and, and the Bible even tells us that to give thanks to the Lord mm -hmm. it tells us that so in fact one of the bishops Bishop Miles he's always saying that when he gets up to preach tell the Lord thank you tell the Lord thank you thank you for waking me up now that doesn't sound like so much because you guys are young mm -hmm. but when you get my age and you wake up in the morning and you say thank you for waking me up it takes on a whole new meaning mm -hmm. when we say get up and testify that uh, you have your health and strength when you get 70 it takes on a whole new meaning because you start to get arthritis and get stiff and it's harder to get up and it's harder to move. And you said, Lord, thank you for a portion of health and strength. It does not have the same meaning for you to have a cold and for you to have COVID. Mm -hmm. I had COVID 
And I'm telling you, I barely made it through. And I know that the only way I survived COVID was that God kept me. Mm-hmm. Because I actually felt like I had been just thrown into the pit of hell. It was so hot mm-hmm. and it smelled like sulfur. And when I'd have chills, they were the coldest chills that the body can imagine. It was the hottest fever, almost out of your mind fever that you can imagine. The breathing was like an elephant sitting on your chest and you trying to catch your breath and you didn't think the next breath was going to come. And so I can relate to somebody who has COVID. That's different than God keeping you through a cold. Do you, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you all understand that? That uh, when, you're, when you're telling God, thank you. Thank you, God. I didn't see that car coming when I pulled out. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. God, thank you. You know? And, and you can't go through life not being grateful, not being mm-hmm. thankful, not recognizing where the blessings come from. And I don't know if anybody else has done it before or not, but I know for my own personal self, uh, I've had times when, you know, you needed something, money in particular, mm-hmm. and you didn't have any anywhere that mm-hmm. you knew about and God was send a refund from somewhere or mm-hmm. somebody would bless you with something mm-hmm. or you'd find something in your purse or I've something. Had it happen to me. We've had that happen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in particular, when I was going to Granddaddy's church and God would tell me a certain amount of money to put in the offering, and I became faithful with putting that in. Mm-hmm. And every time I'd go back to my purse, I had that amount of money in my pocketbook. And I kept putting that money in, and I'd go back to my pocketbook, and I'd have that same amount of money. And when they were having testimony meeting one night, God said, testify. And I said, God, you don't really want me to get up there and say that, do you? And he said, go and give your testimony. And it was $8. It was $8. Mm-hmm. And I, I got up and I gave the testimony and I said, and you know, I trusted God. I stepped out on faith. And God said, put the $8 in. And I put the $8 in. And then I thought I didn't have any money. I'd go back to my pocketbook and I'd have $8 in. And the preacher, the guest preacher, a white minister was at the church. Mm-hmm. And he said, that lady gave that testimony about that. She said, happens to me all the time. God tells me to put in, what to put in. Mm-hmm. And I'd always have that money back. And I said, see there, it wasn't so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's hearing God's voice, recognizing it, getting familiar enough with it to recognize it and to do what he says do. And then you'll find out that other people have similar stories that you just get blessed because of your obedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get ready to say something. No, I well, I was going to say that I that I agreed because I at least in you know how I how I you know as far as gratefulness when you're talking about that, I look at it from the point of view of you know you and Poppy have blessed me um, with now I guess it'd be two cars. 
um, and I have always been the type of person to be very critical about you know whether or not whether it's warranted or not that's not really the issue <laughs> it's more so the fact that you know there's people that don't have cars there's people whose cars don't start there's people whose cars you know they can't pass inspection you know there's people who have to walk to work bike to work you know you know uber you know um, carpool or whatever the situation may be so and, thank you Jesus and yeah and thank you and it, it's just a it's just a you know an eye-opener when you think about it and it's like you know despite you know me not having the money maybe to fix the issues and you know and being able to do that it's more or less about um, more or less the fact about being thankful for the fact that I have a car being thankful for the fact that I have a house to come uh, thankful for the fact that I have clothes on my back thankful for the fact that I have school that I can go to and that's another thing you know with with the way that I've done schooling you know I I've done work but have I done enough you know no that's where that's kind of where my thought is so you know, that's I a wake-up call exactly because I feel like you know if my family um, is blessed enough to be able to to uh, to provide for me at least for with school you know you know it's the stigma you know when you're young well why in the world am I worried about school blah 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 but it's like there are kids um, and even adults who don't have the money to go to do education they have to pull big loans out they have to you know deal with that and you know I thank God that that hasn't had to be my situation mm -hmm. um, and you know I think that even though I'm so hard-headed that you know it's important for me to, to go back in this semester that's starting up um, to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward you know making sure that the next semester I'm hitting Dean's List making sure the next semester that I'm preparing myself and putting myself in the position that I need to be so that I can you know that I can do what I need to do um, and just being in you know that's the best way to, to show appreciation for what you have um, you know, if my mom or my dad or whoever has been able to instill um, or help me out, you know, to show them that, hey, you know, I'm bringing in those days. I'm doing the best that I can and showing you that the investment that you've put into me has been, you know, received and has been appreciated is the best way to say it rather than saying thank you and bring it home as, you know. Um, and so I think there are so many different things that I could be thankful for right now. Um, you know, being thankful for the fact that I woke up this morning, being thankful for the fact that I was able to eat, being thankful for the fact that, you know, I wasn't going crazy or anything. Um, mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I just thank God. And I just think that it's a time of reflection um, for us to think back because, you know, at least at least when I think about my generation, think about my friends, it's like, you know, we just kind of think, you know, well, yeah, I'm going to school. Yeah, I got to see. Yeah, I got to do. Yeah, I got to be or whatever the situation may be. And it's important to thank God. Um, and thank the people that have provided for you, um, because without them, you know, what what would it be? You know, what would I what would I be able to do if I didn't have a car? What would I be able to do if I didn't have a house to come to, um, family to, to care for me? So mm -hmm. I just think it's very important to, to, to give glory to God in that situation um, and thank him for, you know, being able to have people that he put in my life. He may not have directly gave me the money. But what he did was he gave me my mom, he gave me my dad specifically, he gave me my grandmother, my sister, my grandfather, and those are the people who have, you know, allowed me to get where I am. So I just thank mm -hmm. God for that. And, yeah, let me just say that, um, I think I mentioned this before, I don't know if I mentioned it here or not, but when I was going through, um, Facebook the other week and a caption from um, a pastor's sermon caught my eye and he said 
don't let your pain be wasted. And that stuck with me. Now, see, that would be one of my foundations mm -hmm. because when things happen to us, we can let it go this way or we can let it go that way. Mm -hmm. We can let it tear us down or build us up. And you just said you've learned now. Mm -hmm. You had to go through a hard time to learn it, but the next mess is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Your pain is not going to be wasted. Because now you know what can happen and you know what you must do. Mm -hmm. And you've decided to put forth your best effort now. Mm -hmm. And so your pain is not wasted. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we don't want. We don't want anybody, when we go through trials and tribulations, don't get down so low and, and turn against God and be upset and lose your faith and do all of that stuff, but allow that to build you up mm -hmm. in the faith, make you stronger and bolder and more determined. And now I know, I've gained knowledge from that. So I know what to do now, so I can make it better. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right, praise him. So I think as we kind of wind the today's podcast up, I think that um, we were talking a little earlier about, you know, as we leave 2020 and what 2020 actually taught us and what we learned from that, um, and then that God was showing us that he is in control. Mm -hmm. um, and I was saying but before that I had uh, heard someone mention that um, they had a lot of plans and things that they wanted to do for 2020, but that uh, sickness came knocking at the door or your finances were uh, troubled and, and so much so many things that just weren't in your plans happened to pop up or come knocking at your door, which kind of showed that you really aren't in control of what is going on, but that God is in control. And the good thing is he's still in control. Um, mm -hmm. And it just shows how much um, power we don't have, but we need to be thankful that he still has all power. Um, and I think that going into 2021, we need to kind of start to seek him and his truth and learn to trust God and seek him in his, um, like we were talking about the impartation, seeking his knowledge and, and finding and so that we can figure out our purpose in this establishing of the kingdom here on earth. So um, I think it's just a reflection of um, in, in 2020, just seeing just how limited we are, but just knowing that God has all power, that he's still in control and we can, can be hopeful in that, in the fact that he has all power and all control and that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So we just have to continue to trust and move forward in that. Mm -hmm. Move forward. Move forward. That's the word. Move forward. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So I think we should close out in prayer. Okay. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you've allowed us to speak the word that you wanted us to speak, God. I pray that everybody on this call understands that this is a new time for us to not only reset, but reconnect with God. And I ask that you allow us going into this new year, God, to seek him. And I pray that anybody who is lost right now, God, will hear this word and understand that it doesn't matter where you are right now, where you're going to be. Just understand that God is with you 
and that all you need to do is pray and understand that you need to go ahead and get back right with God. And that sounds like such a hard thing to do when you think about it just as it is. But I pray that, that you have the direction, God. I pray that you dispatch guardian angels right now to people who need to hear your word, God. And I just ask that even for me right now, God, that you allow me to be able to begin new, God. I pray that anybody, you know, for that matter, to begin new, God, and understand that we're not going to carry any of the baggage that came from 2020, 2019, and so forth. You know, that we're starting afresh. We're starting anew. And that we're taking the lessons and the things that we had learned and not allowing it to bear us down, but to bring us up, God. And I just ask that you allow us to all be able to receive your word. I pray discernment on every single one of us and every single one of you guys on the call right now or on the podcast. Um, and I just ask that you allow us to usher in this new year with you and through you, God. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Now I just want to ask a question. Um, Cameron, what are you feeling about 21? 2021, I, I told mom and I was telling you guys a little bit, it's just this feeling of reset and re, um, and reconnect with God. Um, and whether that means bringing home those who are lost, um, or, or those who may have, you know, been in the church and who have been almost like me, who have, you know, grown up in the church and believe but the faith just kind of seemed to dwindle a little bit. And that's something that I feel like, you know, it's, it's hard to, for people to say because they don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, why in the world, you know, if you believed in God, why in the world is your faith dwindling? Well, that's something that we need to go back up and get back to where we need to be. You know, understanding that our situations, you know, won't stop us from where we need to go. And so I think overall in 2021, I think it's just reset and reconnect with God mm -hmm. so that we can feel and be the best we can be through him. Going back to God. Exactly. Taylor? Uh, I got the same feeling. I feel like we need to reset and like, but I got restart um, just completely, just in everything. Like if you wanna get your grades up, restart, refresh, start again, and do it right this time. You know what you need to do, you know what you did wrong, I feel like 2020 was not only uh, a year of like learning your gifts, but also growing and growing. And so I feel like you know what you need to do. You've learned about yourself. You've had that time to grow and now it's time to restart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was given um, time uh, several weeks ago and I believe that we don't really have time to waste anymore in terms of getting right with God and, and getting our purpose and, like I had said before, um, our purpose in this kingdom and establishment of this kingdom here. We really just don't have the time to waste. So I think that really just trying to move forward and really diligently seeking Him, really trying to get in the Word, reading, meditating, trying to be more focused and directed and um, intentional about what we're doing um, in 2021 is really going to be really important in this as we move into this next year. Amen. And I agree with all of that. All of that. And, and, and I think I would just sum it up by saying be ready. Be ready. Be ready to serve. Be ready to act when you hear his voice. Um, be ready 
for his appearing, his return. Just be ready. And through that, I would say that the most important part of being ready is making sure that your soul is right with God. Amen. Amen. God bless Amen. you. Hallelujah.